Hello, and welcome to Sutro Sidewatch, episode 20. I'm your host, Kamran Shustar, and with me hosting is... Brandon Von Blocksdorf. Oh my! It is October, and with October comes the movies of the spooky night. Spooky time! Yeah, <laughs> spooky time, baby! And we have not one, but two blood-sucking films for you guys this month. The first of which that we're talking about on this episode is Nosferatu, or as the locals say, Nosferatu. <laughs> Nosferatu. And... <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then, of course, uh, later on this month, we'll watch the original Universal Dracula movie. Yes, yes. I am hyped. I haven't seen either one of these movies. Um, it's my first time going through them both. And you know what? Since we planned this month a while ago... I decided just to do a whole entire vampire cake for, uh, for Halloween this year. For I'm just I'm just binging vampire stuff as much as possible, stuff I haven't seen, and which is a lot, as you all know. I haven't seen a whole lot of things, so I'm having a blast. <laughs> and we kicked it off with Bram Stoker's Dracula, and Ooh, I'm also yeah. reading the book. I I've had the book Dracula for years, but I've never read it, and I'm I'm reading it right now, about halfway done as we're recording this episode, and I'm you know I'm doing uh, was it. What what I'm spacing out the name the shadow one on Hulu what we do in the shadows yeah what we do, yeah Taika uh, Waititi's yeah. yeah and I'm almost done with season one there I'm I'm watching Buffy Buffy's fucking awesome <laughs> I've liked Buffy for a bit but I'm finally being able to like dive in a bit more into it and then I I forgot what else I've seen since then but Nosferatu was like the perfect by the time I saw it and watched Bram Stoker's Dracula and where I am in the book. And I got to, you know, watch the film. I was like, holy crap. Oh, we're doing the Netflix series of Dracula. I don't know if you've seen that one. That three-parter. There's the, I, I wanna, there's the Dracula Netflix series. There's, like, the Nosferatu AMC series. There's, a, like, a lot. And there's, I'm over here. I'm, like, I, I'm the opposite of you. Like, I really want to get to the Halloween stuff. Meanwhile, I'm just, like, must watch every DC animated movie oh before fandom. <laughs> oh, God. No, no. Watch the <laughs> Halloween stuff. Uh, it, it's so cool. That Dracula one that's on Netflix, we saw it's three parts, but each part, it's, okay, it says it's three episodes. It's three movies, dude. They're an hour oh, and a so half Oh, so it's, like, each. the BBC style, kind of like yeah. the Sherlock ones. Yeah, they're okay. an hour and a half each. And we saw the first one in watching Castlevania and i'm going all in dude i'm like i have a whole batch like a whole deck of uh cards of just different vampire stuff i'm just gonna come out of this just sucking yes on stuff, aren't just you? wait till the next one how far i get oh no <laughs> but what what you know struck me interesting you know well first off let's get some details about the movie before i i say what's so interesting compared to the other ones it was it's a 1922 horror film and that's it, right. It comes out next year, 2022. We should have waited. Why didn't we think? A 100-year anniversary yes. of the film. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, we may have. You know, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. We're, we'll release we it came on the year. cusp of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll promote it next year. Like We that. could We could always do another. There's like three other Nosferatu movies, dude. It's like. <laughs> this is the 1922 one. Um, I know. But it's, it's very interesting because the main guy, Max Shrek, dude, there's like so little known about him to a point where people thought he wasn't real and that was a pseudo name for another actor and they really don't have anything on max shrek in general really yeah his whole backstory is all wonky and then people were just like i don't think he was real so that's super creepy and just being in the 20s and all black and white and 
you know the prosthetics for this film are amazing they put on max like giving him that whole appearance for like i guess the first time you would imagine ever like on screen and this is just crazy a crazy interpretation of bram stoker's dracula so much so that the wife of bram stoker bram had already died i guess but she did not want this film to exist and she made sure it was banned and they burned every copy they could find of this movie until like 1925 where somebody found a reel of it that they stashed away and they were going to film it one night and she was trying to like get every legal ability to stop this movie from you know being distributed and shown even that night but somehow they avoided her and got past stuff and then it wound up in america where dracula was already public domain and then it just spread like wildfire so this is a movie that in a way could have been lost forever in time but it's wait so do you know which country it was in Oh, dude, I don't know. Or like where it was made potentially? Like where was, do you think, I mean, obviously it was in Europe, but like, do you think it was like Germany? uh, That would make sense. I know they shot it in uh, Slovakia, in the mountains of Slovakia, because it was a bitch like having to like get those like shots, those wide, uh, what are they called? Why am I spacing that? The panoramic shots. They used to have to climb up mountains and whatnot. But I really don't know if you're able to look that up on the web. I'm looking at at least all of the uh, names of everybody and... All the names are like, you know, besides Max Schreck, you have Alexander Grenache, uh, Gustav von Wangenheim. It has to be German. Uh, Greta Schroeder. So you have all the, yeah, it, Heinz, it sounds very Germanic. Wolfgang Heinz. Yeah, dude, this is this is a total. The director was uh, F.W. Murnau. Uh, <laughs> it was a German film director. So I think that kind of tells you everything. Oh It was produced uh, by Prana Film, which was a silent era German film studio, and it was yeah. written by Henrik Heinrich Galen, and also it says on there Bram Stoker is <laughs> like the author of the book. You know, take that, Bram Stoker's wife. <laughs> and yeah, straight up, <laughs> dude. I it's, I thought that was kind of crazy that you know they just didn't want to keep this from spreading, and I. Th- I think the prosthetic, something's weird about Max's hands where those are like really his hands. That's not like a prosthetic thing. Those are like, he has weird hands. Oh, do those hands? It was like, you could tell everything was the hands, the ears, like makeup on the face, but like the head. Yeah. was like also the, the top of it. But yeah, the hands, and he did such a great job because you watch Nosferatu throughout the movie. And when you do, his hands are like in this weird crossed. Yeah. It's like if you guys have ever seen, of course, classic vampires sleeping, they have their like hands crossed around their chest. This one, it's like different where they're out still like they're facing forward, but one is over the other in a very awkward position. I do mean awkward where it just kind of looks like instead of having your hands together where you maybe you'd be praying or something. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite where one wrist is over the other wrist. So they're both facing outwards yeah, and opposite directions. Like it's very, very strange. And imagine that with just like long fingers that are all gangly, creepy looking and stuff. Like, I, I swear, I, I think those are his fingers. Like they may have done something with his nails to an extent, but I was watching this interview with Rick Baker, who's a very famous monsters. And if you look up Rick Baker and find out everything he did, you'll be mind blown. And you'll be like, I've seen everything this guy has ever put out. But I've actually met him too at Comic Con, 
But anyways, he was saying like the type of prosthetics that they would use in films at that time, there, there's like no way it wouldn't have been obvious if they added things to his hands. And it's pretty natural looking. And he's like, I think that's his really like literally his hands. And I was like, oh, crap. If Rick Baker's saying this, the guy that studied this and became the biggest monster mask guy in the universe, then definitely uh, there's some weird stuff going on with this. And that's what made the production of this movie so weird. Like, you know, the actor kind of being unknown and people thinking he's not like he doesn't exist. He's really a vampire. Yeah. Like, I swear to God, that would be maybe there is no prosthetics. Maybe they just used a vampire. And I mean, if you could carry a coffin around like that, then that's superhuman strength right there, I would say. And just making because the movie takes place, it seems like partially in, of course, uh, Transylvania. Yeah. But he doesn't go to England, does he? He goes to Germany. Am I right? I think so. That sounds about right. But I think no. in the early versions until the actual like Bram Stoker's Dracula film. It's all, or at least like the the later on movies, it feels like they were all started off in Germany and then they eventually switched it to like England where it took center stage. I could be wrong, but I feel like because I have seen another Nosferatu movie besides this one and it was a full on German, German movie, subtitles, everything. And it was also in Germany because yeah. like it seems like it's a very short ride. He's going through uh, like the Balkans and then goes across not the ocean but the sea it's like one of the seas like mm-hmm. maybe um i forget it was like the not the dead sea i forget which sea it is but uh it goes through one of the seas and then gets to like some port in germany or something like it's definitely yeah because in this one um they're and this is very you know bram stoker dracula like to the t where they have like it's kind of like a real estate agent basically is just like hey i'm gonna send you to go sell this rich guy a house because he wants to live here and why and in this film he's like why not the building right across from yours that's perfect do that (laughs) and it's this weird occultist uh psycho um real estate agent basically and yeah so i would assume this one's in germany because that's where they're embarking out of uh and that's that's cool because there's so many comparisons to the book and certain comparisons that or you know things they pulled that i don't typically see in dracula remakes like the entire boat scene where you start seeing men disappear off the ship that's a whole chapter in the book and they don't really touch on that in other like bram stoker's dracula um that we're all super familiar with from whatever the 80s or early 90s that one like kind of skips over that part completely and i don't ever hear them talk about that boat ride and how the men were disappearing and it was becoming a mystery on the boat and all that so i thought that was cool that was something i have not seen before they also combined a lot of characters you know jonathan harker is isn't jonathan harker in this book as we all know him he's not keanu reeves it's uh what's the dude's name who's the main guy's name i'm sure about this Oh, and this one, it is... Uh, give me one second. Oh, Thomas Hunt Hutter. It's not even yeah. Hunter. Oh, yeah, it was Hutter. Hutter. I, yeah, that, that name. I heard that name so many times. And then Ellen Hutter. Or I read that name so many yeah, times. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, Ellen is actually like Mina from Bram Stoker's Dracula and yes. Lisa. Both of them combined into one. Because Lisa's the one, and it's like, dude, I'm halfway through the book, and like at least one third of the book is all about Lisa being sick and she just barely transformed like that drags for a while. I'm not going to lie, but oh, Lisa, cause she's the, she's Nina's friend and she gets got yes. first mm-hmm. and oh yeah, she f- fully turns, right? Yeah. Yeah. She fully turns and she's the one that everyone's observing because I guess, 
it's a weird love thing, but like Dracula hypnotizes her and starts draining her on his travels over to London. And Lisa's the one that's like getting married and she has these three guys that are chasing after her still. And she's basically just turning into a vampire slowly. And that's what Ella, is it Ella or Ellen? It's Ella, I think. Ellen. Ellen. Oh, it's Ellen. Um, Ellen's the one that is doing that in this film, but she's also playing the role of Thomas Hutter's fiance which is also Jonathan Harker's you know fiance role which is him and Mina so a lot of like combining and switching up stuff you have who was uh Professor Buhler that was definitely Van Helsing at that point yeah which it was you know a much different role too because he doesn't really have any you have you have all this foreshadowing during the film like he has the class and the students are all watching him and he's like oh check this out like uh did you know carnivorous plants are like vampires and you're like why are you talking about this if you don't know anything about vamp like what do you i thought that was funny too (laughs) they're spitting stuff out where they're just like what do you nobody what the hell are you talking about man i'm in the wrong class sir uh (laughs) the fuck is wrong with you uh yeah it was weird and of course this is a silent film and there's no sound to it besides the nonstop music soundtrack that, Dude, that I want to play for organ, myself one day that, and just walk, rock around, just have it playing out loud. Just act like I'm some fucking sound. That sound organ film was person. so cool. So eerie. I was reading the book the other day and I was trying to like, listen to the soundtrack to that while I read it. Cause I was like, that's just, I want that vibe. Like just, I need that. Right. And, uh, yeah, throughout it, you just have the, um, what, do you, what would you call i don't even know what they were called back then the uh where you read everything that's going on it's either it's either the dialogue i guess dialogue page where it shows what the character is saying or for a good amount of it too you had actual book pages yes. and you're reading that which is really cool and it's like a narration and i forget did it even say who was really writing it no, not that I recall because it's supposed to bounce between like five or six different people and it was just one you know thorough narrative yeah and of course like the professor that's supposed to be like van helsen literally never sees nosferatu never uh (sighs) deals with him at all he literally just gets there after he's already been burned and is like a pile of dust on the ground and he's just like oh that's weird and then the movie ends yeah that's what threw (laughs) me off the most was the ending it was just so abrupt like you're kind of building and you're kind of doing all this stuff and i was like all right i'm kind of i'm great i'm you know driving this this isn't bad and then all of a sudden he just he just burns and you're like that was that was it it's over i know you had spontaneous combustion in 1922 (laughs) but you did right i just love that if they literally said put the floor on fire yeah (laughs) it was just a carpet (laughs) yeah but um, what's going on here? I don't know if this happens at Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, if it's so, it, I haven't gotten to it from the spot I'm at right now. But the whole plague, you know, part of the story really kicked into high gear and took our focus away from Notice Fratu for a bit. And we we're just concerned about a plague. And and even in 1922, when they're doing plague stuff, they're uh, oh dang, um, they're wearing masks. So you know what. If you're not wearing a mask, fuck you. I'm sorry. This is, this is just me saying that. But, you know. I don't think he's sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not. What, what's funny, too, is this movie's coming, what, five years? I mean, not even. It's coming during the, or at least right after the Spanish flu epidemic, right? Is it? Oh, yeah. It was 1918, right? It was like right after World War One. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 
Yeah. So what? What? A, they're like, oh, look, it's the plague. Uh, yeah. But of course, you know, there was no plague in the movie. It was just literally Nosferatu going down, like in just his travels, being like, and I'm gonna bite you, and I'm gonna bite you, and I'm gonna bite you, and I'm gonna eat, on, I'm gonna eat you, and uh, it was just you're watching. Uh, it was like. It's like saying uh, diners and dives with Guy Fieri is the plague as he goes through all the restaurants. It's yeah. like that's the equivalent of what Nosferatu was doing. Yes. That was pretty much the same exact thing. I really wanted to work that in somehow. I'm like, I, I think this would work. And then it did. So excellent. It was, uh, it, it's such a like a distraction, I felt. Like it felt like it took, a, it took us away from the horror of a vampire. And we're just like, oh, now we're just scared about a disease going around. And we all got to wear masks and, you know, focus on this for a bit. And I was like, all right, well. This is straying a bit, but I'll I'll see how this ends up. It made the movie last longer. That's how they kept yeah. it going. Yeah. Uh, especially because, like, the whole thing with the ship, I guess if we want to talk about that right now, like, the, the whole ship sequence was probably one of the more interesting mm-hmm. parts of the movie. You have a very small crew, but a crew nevertheless taking the cargo back towards, like, you know, I believe that, that portion of Germany. Yeah. And uh, one sailor isn't doing so hot. And I guess he was, I don't think he was already bit yet, but like you could tell Nosferatu has like crazy, I don't want to say telepathic, but he has some form of shadowy oversight power that he can utilize on people. I feel like that's how he uh, turned the real estate agent, like all the way from mm, like yeah. countries away. Was like stuff, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and was like projected and like started feeding things into his mind. And that's how he piece gets by piece. Mina to or Ellen, right? Too. Well, yes, and that's how he gets you know Lisa in the book and everything. It's all hypnotism just from long distance. You know, that's that's a good internet service provider. Exactly. <laughs> Transylvania well, actually, internet. Oh my god! <laughs> Could reach beyond uh, the oceans. <laughs> Transylvania wireless. <laughs> Um, I was gonna ask, ask really fast for Lisa. You said she's he bit her along the way to Nina, right? In the were book. they not were they not living in the same place? No, no. That, uh, when Lisa gets messed up, she gets like well in the movie and in the book it's slightly described as it, but it sounds like she gets like fucked by Dracula, who's like in wolf form. But he's actually like traveling across the ocean too at that time, so he's like, I never understood that part. Okay, because it, it just seemed. But they, Nina and Lisa knew each other, right? Yeah, they were best friends. They were best friends. Uh, Mina went to go stay with Lisa for a bit, and then when she found out that Jonathan escaped uh, Dracula's castle and found shelter with a, a church, then she rushed over to go get married with him. And that's when Lisa, Lisa was already kind of having issues at that point and seeing a bat like outside her window, but she wasn't really sick. And while Mina was gone, that's when she really began to transform. Van Helsing comes into the picture and then she dies along with her mom in the same night. (laughs) And they, uh, they, that's when I think she's going to, well, she's eating babies already. So. Gotcha. Okay. So just making sure then. Nina leaves and then Dracula gets there and then he goes, well, you're here to Lisa and then bites her and takes her. Yeah. And then goes back that way and goes, oh, well, I got to see. I got to go back <laughs> and get Nina. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Mina ends up coming to them because they're all in London at that point then. Oh, OK. Yeah. Interesting. All and, right. But they do go back to Transylvania 
at a certain point. So yeah, just like it, the end of the actual Bram Stoker. Yeah, trick. yeah. Okay, exactly. So yeah. I'm I'm assuming I'm not there in the book, but that's pretty much where where I'm at to a point. Yeah. But you know, the movie the, itself has a weird ending. It's, I'm just like really. Oh yeah, yeah. That one does feel. I feel like you know it's Francis Coppola who did it, and he you know his movies kick ass and whatnot. But that one I feel like. I don't know. It's such a long, epic tale to put into one two-hour film. I think if it was like three hours, it could have been paced better and a bit more scary, but it felt very universal horror, but modern in a sense that it was just nonstop. And it you got a guy fucking walking around, like climbing on the ceiling, like yeah, (laughs) exactly, yeah. (laughs) So and you know those two movies, that one and the Mary Shelley Frankenstein that. Is it's not? I always think it's Obi Wan that plays that role in that movie, and I know it's not. But the one that with uh Danny DeVito, who who is it? Danny, who's the guy from Goodfellas and Casino and? Oh, oh, I don't know. Why are we spacing out his name? And everyone's gonna get really, really, really mad at us. Whoever's listening, Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci is Frankenstein. Uh. It's not Danny DeVito. You're not uh, thinking Robert De Niro, are you? Robert De Niro. That's who okay. Because you said Danny, so I'm thinking, I'm like, who the fuck and is there I, another? Whenever I'm I like think of Robert going De through my head, name, I always think of Danny DeVito first, and it's horrible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's no reason. No wonder I couldn't figure it out. I'm like going through my brain, going Italians named Danny. Like, yeah. Who the fuck? <laughs> who the fuck? And I'm just like, can't think of one besides Danny DeVito. It's so weird. Oh, Robert. <laughs> Robert De- fucking De Niro. De Niro. Yeah. See how they sound the same? Danny DeVito. No. Robert De Niro. Come on, DeVito De Niro. That's where it messes me up. But <laughs> I want to see them roles. Not, the roles not giving you that one at all. No. <laughs> um. What was your point for this? But Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, the one with uh, Robert De Niro in it, uh. and and that Bram Stoker's Dracula are just two iconic films that just like they just kicked ass and they got the tone of those books and everything so well. Like they're just fun. Like they're the ideal Dracula and Frankenstein films, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I mean. What about uh, that one movie, uh, Monster Squad? I thought that was the definitive that was, that was movie it. with everything. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the definitive. Scooby Doo. What's that one? Uh, Scooby Doo meets the monsters and whatnot, and he goes to like the high school, and they're all monsters. It's like the all girls school, right? Yeah, the all girls. It's just school. Scooby and Shaggy. Yeah, yeah. I remember, there's like a monster. There's like a race. There's yeah. a race of cars too. There's the mummy. Um, oh man, I gotta look yeah. This up. That's actually a pretty good one. I mean, also, of course, people, if you can watch any two, anything Scooby-Doo, easily, easily, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island and Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost are the two Scooby-Doo anything you have ever just watched. Those are the pinnacle of Scooby-Doo, easily. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Like, those are the best. Goddamn, those were great movies back then. I, I remember going to Hollywood Video to rent those and i I remember getting them multiple times those were so good oh dude yeah like those are just classics you know it's giving me these other scooby-doo halloween movies and it's not the one i want zombie island was actually kind of creepy i'm not gonna lie well there's werecats yeah they're french or it's like cajun or something i can't remember but it's really cool school i gotta figure this out i'm so sorry everyone ghoul school it was ghoul school oh it's just called ghoul school no one yeah did. okay there you go that's the one i used to watch yeah this episode is brought to you by scooby snacks um 
when you're feeling scared, eat one and you can unmask uh, a creature person and they'll say you're meddling with them and now they can't close the museum permanently or whatever the fuck. And then you guys will get arrested for trespassing because why were you guys there in that building anyways? Just bring your dog and he'll be like, and then they'll be like, ah, you guys can go. And then it'll be Spock would not do that. And Roscoe, you would be fucked. (laughs) He'll be like, how did you get in here? Did you know there was no literal translation uh, for Nosferatu? Like it's not a known word. It was in, it's in Bram Stoker's Dracula apparently. And Van Helsing says it, but they're, they tried looking up the origin of that word and it's true meaning and everything, but they tried going way back into like Transylvania and archives and they found one like mention of it, but there's like no real, that's like a made up word. It's like totally just something that, that was created. I think he may have saw it once and just ran with it at that point as a writer, but I thought that was interesting that Nosferatu really doesn't mean much. Of and it's one of those, it's one of those words, of course, then that works in every language Yeah, because there's only, it's only one form. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, it's really the Bram Stoker's use of it that really made it popular and kind of like noticeable at that point. And I noticed they used it once in the movie, the Bram, uh, the Francis Coppola movie too, when Van Helsing is going crazy and she's just like, Nosferatu, vampire. But I actually, I should watch the, what's the one, um, Home Slice, uh, The Greatest Showman, Wolverine, Van Helsing movie. Oh, Les Mis? Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. It's the one, right? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Gene Wilder, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gene Wilder uh, as Wolverine is the movie that we all needed. If he was going <laughs> to... Ah! <laughs> that, that was the sound of a man popping his claws in a fucking purple Willy Wonka suit. <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> uh, if you're going to take oh, away anything God. from this episode, please, please send us fan art. If you're ever going to send us fan art, that's what we want. Gene Wilder, Wolverine. And then Richard Pryor could be Professor X. And Oh my god. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is doing? gold right here. Uh but anyways, no I mean it's hard to say like there's not a lot you could say about this movie. And I you know what was interesting about it was the cuts, you know, when you could tell when there were certain cuts in the film due to editing. Oh, they they were abrupt. Yeah, abrupt. Like it was you, You're like, movement. "Oh, okay, I guess that's the end of that scene." <laughs> yeah. There was just or even between like in one scene, you could tell the different takes that they were doing and whatnot. I thought that was kind of interesting how you could just well, he's on this side and all of a sudden he's turned this way just so quickly. You're like, "I don't think that's a glitch. That's just uh that's just 1920s editing. I was going to say, that's just the 20s, bro. Yeah. Like, that's the 20s at their finest. They're just like, we're making a movie, guys. <laughs> it's kind of funny in a sense that, like, a movie like this is a production and whatnot. It was in theaters. And it's really just, like, the first horror indie film that, like, got big. <laughs> it. I mean... It, you know it was banned besides it was banned in Sweden for being too scary really yeah I mean you have to imagine this is the same era where someone showed a clip uh, a silent clip of a train coming towards the screen 
and everyone freaking out and running out of the theater because they thought they were going to get hit by a train. That is beautiful. You know about that, right? Yeah, yeah, I've heard. I've okay, heard yeah, the... that was like a. It's crazy that that happened, and so to then go, you know, there's all these probably random movies, probably all romance or something, and then out of fucking Europe comes this like, hey, here's a fucking vampire, <laughs> and he rises out and he causes plagues in the time where there was an actual plague, and he can suck blood, and before this. Have you ever seen a vampire before? Ever in your entire life? True. All you've potentially, maybe you did read Bram Stoker's Dracula. I don't know how many people read in the 20s. True. I don't know how many people can read in the 20s. True. I don't, like, I really don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, that's legit. I don't fucking yeah. know. Like, so there is not much room for horror back then mm-hmm. at all, unless you're reading, specifically reading. Yeah, that's true. And that's very true. This is the first time to visualize something like that. So this movie made a big impact in that way. Maybe not as big as, you know, back then, because people, like, you had fucking people stopping it from coming to fruition. But mm-hmm. otherwise, once it hit, a decade later, your Universal's like, yo, let's fucking go, baby. And, yeah. of course, we'll talk about that next episode. But, like, this is just the, this is the beginning. This is that little pebble that starts an avalanche that now there's a fucking streaming service called Shudder, I think. Yeah. And it it's only horror. Like, it, it's gotten to that point how big th- things are for horror. Yeah. And, you know, it's definitely one of those movies, like, if you're into horror, if you're into this type of thing, it's just, like, a must-watch to, like, you got to listen to, like, blues before you play rock and roll. You know what I mean? Like, you have to go to the roots and be like, okay, where did we come from? And how did they adapt this story? And how did we, like, mess with the lore since then? And I think that's the most interesting part about it is that it's really their own take on the Dracula concept. And they spun it around and they did their thing and they made it kind of unique in that sense. They changed it's what, Count Olaf? <laughs> Count Orlock. Orlock. Oh, why am I thinking? What's Olaf then? I know Olaf is something for sure. He's a fucking snowman, bro. Right? <laughs> oh, no. A uh, series of unfortunate events. Oh, there you go. Okay, so that's a yeah, little bit better. Yeah, Count Olaf that. always trying to fuck with those kids and shit. And it's, you know, with the uh, Dracula lore in general, the films and everything, how they always show him in the castle and he's always looking different then. You know, he's kind of hidden under a human appearance, but they just, they went full out. They're like, you're you're Nosferatu 100% of the time. It doesn't matter what. Like, you're going to look big and creepy and big-headed. Even as the well, carriage rider, like that was like that's what I was gonna say. All right, so I was about to, I was waiting to talk about that. Where I remember watching this the first time, and you know he gets on one dude transports him, stops and goes, "This is as far as I go. I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge," and leaves him there. And then the car- the new carriage comes, and you see like the guy up there, and he's like, "Come on, come on, get aboard," and just motioning with his creepy hands, and you look, and you're like. So is that like Nosferatu or is that not Nosferatu? Like, uh, is that like actually a henchman that's just like also looks exactly like him? Or is he the master of disguise that he's like, yeah, this climb on is fine. I'm just in this thick coat in this hat. And he gets down and there's actual Nosferatu who looks pretty much identical except for maybe his clothing. Yeah, that's about it. His mouth wasn't covered. That was it. I mean, come on. Yeah, 
And that's what they do with all these Dracula incarnations. And that chapter in the book is really like, okay, this this seems interesting, you know? But having him hide as that driver, you know, they even in the book he has like minions and whatnot. He has a whole crew of people that like worship Count Dracula still. And I forgot what they were called actually. I'll look that back up. But that that I, that part always like threw me for a spin, and they always include that part in these Dracula remakes. Is that carriage ride? They never forget it. They always have to put it in, and I love that part. It's really creepy. But I think this is the only one where potentially it's actually Dracula. But no, even in the Coppola one, and when you watch that Netflix uh, interpretation of it, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You could tell. You could definitely tell. You okay. you get hints that like maybe it's not, but then you kind of look at the way the makeup is. And then you see his wrinkly face later, and you're like, that was totally him, wasn't it? Like, that's creepy. But one of them, I want to say the Netflix one, I don't think it is, actually, because it's like a creepy person that does talk, and they have like a weird caged head and whatnot, super eerie. But in the book, it doesn't seem that obvious either. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Man, I so much vampire shit I got to get into. Well, dude, and I even got the I even uh, I'm diving in in other mediums too. I I got the Vampire Hunter D omnibus and someone to be checking that out. I got it from coffee coffee and a comic.com where if you use the promo code Apollo City Podcast, then you get 10% off your order. Tell Frank that I said what's up and he can start to pull this for you, start getting everything you need before the FOC date and yeah. And don't actually, forget to dip your comic in the coffee and take a bite out of it. I, I'm going to say that every single time I get the chance. Yes. When I, if I'm if I'm ever part of that actual promo, I will always say that. <laughs> be beautiful. But I can't um, believe you did <laughs> <to> a <the> plug. <laughs> I just was like, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> I guess it's here now. And now too. you could enjoy your Dracula films with a nice cup of coffee when you place an order because he gives you coffee samples with every order. So pull up a chair, get your comic. Get your vampire comic and enjoy a nice coffee in a comic. Dot com. So what am I getting for allowing this on my show? <laughs> Get to use that promo I hope code. You, take, you better tell them like, <laughs> hey, guess what? We were on a different fucking channel. <laughs> you uh you get to use our promo code. That's what it what it does. Oh shut <laughs> But this was uh I don't know. I, I think it had like really good momentum in the beginning and I like how long they took like they took a different angle. They really spent a lot of time getting to know this fake Jonathan Harker and setting him up to go travel to Dracula. And like it was I was kind of thrown I thought it would be a different story altogether in a sense and just be influenced somehow and some, you know, tidbits, but really like it's pretty to the T except for the Dracula's wives, we never see that, which I was surprised. I thought they would have something like that and have fun You really think it. fucking Nosferatu had that, that dude had wives? Like, what are they going to look like? <laughs> exactly. Dude, what if it's just him three times in a dress and you're oh just like, god, god damn it. I wouldn't be like, surprised just... if that was the route they took for that too. I really wouldn't. The, the, the fucking Hutter's just like, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> <laughs> but did they... I can't recall, but did Jonathan, fake Jonathan, wind up in like with a church with nuns in this one? He did, because uh, I, when he first escapes, mm-hmm. after he like, I think he literally jumps out yeah. or something. But which is weird. It's a totally different. He yeah. wakes up and hugs the nun. That's it's like a nun and a uh, village guy, right. I think, yeah. and he's like holding her, like, oh my god, Jesus Christ, like freaking out, mm-hmm. silently freaking out, freaking out, and 
yeah and like dracula's got the head start and he's like i must ride i must get there and he somehow he gets there at the same time even with dracula's head start like well this dude hutter goes like full-on fucking like speed force in the book they explain why that happens is that they were getting they crossed a different path they know where uh where dracula's heading and they're like if we take this route we beat we'll beat him there by two days and they're just on this mission just heading over there and then dracula's henchmen that are like kind of spies along the way find out and they send dracula like overnight because apparently people don't travel at night or something and then dracula gets ahead of them and now everyone's behind dracula because he like took a passage and he didn't stop for whatever and i was like oh all right cool i guess that's how traveling worked eating then. on the ship that's why yeah exactly he didn't even stop. he made the crew go slower because he took away the crew yeah the boat was lighter you know yeah actually you know what i just realized this is like not unrelated but it is related because i just realized what this what movie got influenced by this but the lost world jurassic park the ship comes into san diego with the t-rex the t-rex on it and it you're like where's the crew there's no crew it ate the crew how the fuck did it eat the crew but it's still maintained that it's still down there underneath yes so it's like a ghost ship coming in just like in pretty much every version of dracula yeah like whenever there is a ghost ship coming in that's very true I bet they got that. In, like, I bet they got influenced. A little by that. subtle hint towards that. You know, yeah. the funniest part. I've never. I didn't laugh. I had the, the hard, part I laughed the most at was just like when Nosferatu was walking out and he's got the coffin under one arm and he's trying to be all sneaky and he's just like walking around with it and hope, just like. Tip-toeing. I hope nobody sees. <laughs> yes. Dude, just like piles like five coffins onto the stagecoach, goes to the ship. Ship receives a horse taking a carriage with nobody on it and goes oh the delivery's here oh boy must be one of those auto horses and puts it on <laughs> yes fucking dude gets off gets his coffin gets on a boat and it's just like oh time to get to the house and i'm just, I'm just like what the fuck like, come on man oh my. not one dude was like hey no there probably was one guy that's just like oh all right that was weird the, the older guys like they don't pay us for that just let it go just yeah just let it go. The town, we don't get enough shekels for yeah. this yeah <laughs> that's one that. last thing we got to worry about yeah but you know there was I, oh go on i was gonna say um one interesting thing was i guess like the look he does have through it like you do see the classic moments where you know the finger gets cut whereas in bram stoker's dracula i think he gets cut shaving yes and he's just like oh let me just uh I'll, I'll take care of that for you proceeds to lick man's neck and he's like bro what are you doing yeah and the killer is like oh no and in this one he goes and starts sucking on his finger he's like and you're just like oh shit yeah he got his finger yeah like it, you, you do you see like there is that sense where no matter what movie it is they always have to do the the blood reveal to just show that blood thirst that's there but also the restraint that he's showing simultaneously mm-hmm. because he needs him still for certain things like to get the house yeah. to get it, everything signed and all that stuff so i always found that very interesting and there's not an interpretation i like so far after reading the book it's really cool because he's he's shaving and he has like you know his mirror in front of him and he's just kind of calmly doing it you know his nightly shave and everything and then count dracula pops up behind him and then he looks back at his mirror and he's just like i could see my entire room how did he sneak past me and they had kind of have a conversation and then they start doing it 
not doing it, but like he starts shaving again, and <laughs> and there's oh, like no. a speck of blood, and the suspense is just so much heavier in the book, and I feel like in every cinematic interpretation of it it's always rushed and it's rushed a little too much we can't like savor that whoa that what the fuck is going on type of thing that jonathan is going through i always feel like every time they go put jonathan through that stuff they always just push it too fast and make it too obvious too quickly but in the book you're just like it's almost day by day one weird thing happens to where you're like what what is that is he just like a weird guy but then, like, the blood thing is one of the last ones that really tips him off. Like, all right, this is fucking insane. I should I should start figuring out how to get out of here. I feel like that's going to all just happen one day. We're going to hang out, and someone, one of us bleeds, and we'll be like, oh, don't worry, bro, I got you. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Get off me, man. It's dangerous in these start, in these lands. <laughs> it's dangerous to go alone. Take yeah. this. It's like, dude, just put that away. Why are you shaking yeah. your pants, man? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not staking with the that. Ste- yeah, the steak. <laughs> it's a steak. <laughs> but is there is there like a dra- uh, a Frankenstein movie that like is like this? That was like an early version of Frankenstein or any of that? I believe the Universal is the first oh, okay. uh, iteration of it. That was the first one. And technically uh, it's that's the r- first like Dracula, Dracula, like where he's named Dracula and stuff like that. Yes, this is like a weird precursor to everything. The others, I don't believe there's no Wolfman. There was no, uh, even in, actually, speaking of, in this, like, you know, Hutter, before he gets to Orlock's castle, he stops in a town and he's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to Orlock's place. And everyone in the tavern is just like, what? You're doing what? And they're like all freaking out a bit. And he's like, I'll be on my way. And they're like, oh, no, no, you can't go out. There's werewolves out right now. And he's like, Literally, they just go, they casually are like, there's werewolves out. You can't go outside. So he just goes, oh, okay, cool. Smiles and is just like, I guess I'll stay here for the night. And you're just kind of like, so you casually, casually you're fine that there's like, there's werewolves roaming. And then of course they proceed to then show this like weird looking, I almost want to say it looked like a hyena, not even a dog. Yeah, no, dude, that looked like a raccoon. I don't even care. What? That, that looked like a that damn like raccoon. A, I thought it was a hyena. Yeah, I, thought, I thought it was a raccoon, dude. That was yeah, not it like convincing. Because it had the spots. Yeah, spray painted. There's no tail like that, though. You know, I don't know, man. <laughs> the fuck? I was like, I can't tell if he's serious. Uh, yeah, but you see like that roaming around a bit, and it's just funny that they just show a clip of a dog or a wolf or a hyena, not a raccoon, like walking around and like just chillaxing around and i wonder if they had like your... animal trainers at that point where, or if that was one of the first early like all right just put some cheese over here so we get him to move around and we'll get it on camera and cut that together bro it's a dog not a fucking rat what do you <laughs> what do you cheese i mean uh, i see cheese i mean i guess germans had a lot of cheese yeah, though at yeah. the same time as the german farm country you know, bratwurst you know? all day you know what I mean? maybe they had bratwurst i don't know all right but like yeah so that it's weird too that's your first visualization of a werewolf yeah if you think about it yeah and then eventually you get a dude that's like and he's like running around as a wolf man and then he fights frankenstein and you're just like oh okay i guess they met but like before that interested in like werewolf stuff ever really ever no maybe i haven't found the right 
the right, you know, it's like finding a cat. I never thought I'd be a cat person, but now I have a damn cat. You know what I mean? So I just haven't. Found I just the right watched one. a werewolf movie today called Full Moon, and it had a. It was kind of the main character was the dog, the family dog, and they're like the family's uncle comes and he's like a werewolf, and the dog's like I fucking know what you are, bro, and the whole time the dog's trying to get him until he gets like the dog taken away mm-hmm. and then the the kid breaks out the dog when the guy's trying to kill his sister and the dog saves them from the werewolf and then the dude transforms back into a person and the dog's like cool now i can finish you off and just like fucking mercs him but uh it's a crazy dude it's a crazy 90 1996 werewolf movie and it's so weird and it's not that long it's like an hour 14 minutes i want to no an hour 20 maybe but it's a very interesting take that I don't think got good reviews, but it was just like a weird. It's based on a book called named after the dog. Oh, the, wow. the dog's name is Thor. The book is called Thor. <laughs> and it's like man's best friend fights man's worst nightmare. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the dog is the main character, which we were cracking up because we're like, is he? But yeah, so like there, there's there's rant, there's good man there's dog soldiers. What do you mean? You I was just dogs? about to say the last werewolf movie I saw was Dog Soldiers, and that movie was fucking dumb. I'm sorry. Oh, you suck! I do not like Dog Soldiers. It has much oh, face Alfred from Gotham uh, as one of the guys. And... I think so. I think for you, because vampires are much easier to pull off because it's like you just put a little bit of makeup on them, maybe put some long fingers. Werewolves, you got to put a lot of work in. That's like a full-on visual fucking masterpiece you got to create there. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why you haven't been hooked. But yeah, I, we were... I, just, I just haven't found the right story, I guess. It's like with a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like, Wait, have you seen American Werewolf in London? I haven't. So there you go. The, oh shit there yeah there you go go watch that that's fucking go. that is one of the best world me into werewolves dude. i've all i've seen is like dog soldiers and still a good movie underworld <laughs> underworld's having, fun underworld's, underworld's fun yeah, underworld's that, that's dope. a that's yeah, a great time yeah, dude. I can't no, deny no. That. me and my friend eric right. we used to binge those movies in high school that stuff was dope but anyways vampire stuff um yeah you know, I think this was just like a good essential film that needed to be watched and it's something to appreciate for the times. It's something to appreciate for the prosthetics for the times and for how they you know, brought that story to life and some of the weird history behind it's really cool and where it's spun from there. You know, it's always a good, you know, thing to kind of bounce back to and we see it everywhere in media. You know, Spongebob introduced, introduced us to Nosferatu and all sorts of stuff so it's like a crucial key film not the best because definitely like the acting there's a bunch of spots where home slice was like why are you smiling right now like you're that nothing good is going on like at least look scared you know but it was cool it was a oh, great, like indie a fucking like, hutter uh, yeah Every no point. okay okay let me point out i actually put a note for this only the, this is like the only thing i took a note on was the very beginning when uh, Ellen is like just hanging around, around, hanging out outside around the house, and Hutter comes over with flowers, mm-hmm. and the 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 word card <laughs> says like, "Why have you killed?" Th-? I I put quotes. This is the exact quote. Yes. Why have you killed them? The beautiful flowers, she says, and she looks sad, and he just smiles, smiles like, ah yes, just holds her and starts rocking her sideways, and I'm like. You've just set the tone for this whole film. Like, what? <laughs> I was just so yeah. So the man smiles when he 
realizes his uh fiance is a fucking flower lover that he just killed the thing she loves yep he smiles when the villagers tell him that there's a goddamn werewolf outside mm-hmm. and then he like smiles when he reads about the nose nosferatu in the book where it's explicitly even in this ancient book is like nosferatu in bold letters yes like he stands out like nosferatu <laughs> and then like we'll do two different things with actual Nosferatu. He'll be like, you're kind of weird, smiles. You're kind of weird, smiles. Yeah. <laughs> really? Like, uh, like, what would you call it? Um, repulsed and tear, mm-hmm. smiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, throughout the whole thing. And I think, I mean, honestly, he was the worst actor in the entire film. I feel like everyone yeah. kind of did a, you know. A, Ellen did good. Yeah, Ellen did I good. Mean, yeah. Random professor that literally had no business being even in the movie had. <laughs> Yes. better character. and the crazy <laughs> occult guy like that dude did wonderful too with the crazy oh, the, eyebrows the, the town proceeds to chase the real estate agent which you'd think you'd see that in the modern day for different reasons but <laughs> and his character i guess that'd be landlords and stuff, that was mixed you know between the actual person that you know that sends jonathan out his his boss who actually when he passes away gives everything to jonathan and mina which was interesting but him and then there's the the real the traveler tra- yeah the the traveler what do you mean the the guy that travels to dracula first yeah yeah and the, that's the, that's the one i was going to say too is that oh, okay. he's the one that uh, they mix him with him exactly and there was the other real estate agent guy that goes crazy and then bram stoker's dracula just like in the book he's like eating flies and bugs and whatnot trying to get life but yeah that's another one that's all put together did you oh my god did you ever watch dracula dead and loving it oh yeah the, 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 uh, the fucking what what are you doing there what's that it's like nothing that's a uh, that's a bug yeah. no no <laughs> i gotta that's it's been years thing. since i've seen it i saw it when i was a kid and i, I think i'm going to rewatch it this month too just my vampire kicks it's that's an great. essential that's, it's a must that's if the, i'm doing yeah it. i think that's the bloodiest one because when they stabbed a vampire the vampire just shoots out blood like a fucking waterfall yes <laughs> <laughs> that's what so we should have done we should do that as a bonus like let's just get a patreon going and have exclusive episodes where we talk about the good oh movie of course but uh also when he's leaving to go to transylvania what he says to his fiance like he he just says only these words like out of the blue she has no idea he's leaving he just runs over i am traveling to the country of thieves and ghosts like, wh- how is that the first thing you say to someone? I mean, you know actually, I think about even it, I then I was something. making fun of it because then he's like getting his stuff together, like thieves and ghosts, thieves and ghosts. I'm going to see some thieves and ghosts, and he's like dancing to pack his stuff, like right after he says that with a huge smile, all excited. And you're like, what? Like, what, what if you get robbed, bro? Yes, like you just said. What? <laughs> what if a ghost comes out with a gun and is like, I'm here to rob you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> that that was. I should have written down more of the one-liners because there were so many of them that were just like. I think those horrible. are the best too. Though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those. Are the, yeah. The fucking. <laughs> that was uh. There was one with a. I guess it was like when he was walking out of the castle, and there was a line where it was just a village person. It was super obvious. I can't remember it, but it'll pop up, and I'll, I'll make a post about it <laughs> once I hunt it back down. <laughs> well, well done, well done. But yeah, there's not not much else to say for this movie. Um. We weren't even I, honestly. This episode went longer than I thought it would be because this movie there was not much mm-hmm. at all to really discuss because it's like it came out in the twenties. 
a lot of the stuff around it isn't really existing anymore. Yeah. Like, even the, some of the history behind it to the point where, like, Max Shrek is hard to even really look up himself and yeah. stuff like that. But e- either way, it's... I would still say it's an essential film just because of its date. Mm-hmm. And if you guys really want to, you could wait one more year if you want to be, like, 100 years later. Yeah, and that's a cool little movie. aspect of it, too, is that it's a film that's 100 years old now. How crazy is that you know like how film is of like can't come to this point yeah this this long so that's a cool aspect to go by that and just you know just appreciate it for what it is you know it don't 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 think it's going to be magnificent and life-changing and you know monumental but it's like appreciate it for what it is and see what's evolved from that because that was like the first one and that's what makes it so cool and the first you know take on it and that's that's what makes it fascinating and it does have I want to say two iconic scenes that are actually like if oh, you've seen mm-hmm. like sizzle reels or montage clips of like different uh, horror movies together. The two biggest ones is Nosferatu in the distance when he comes out of his coffin in or when he's standing there. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he comes in the doorway. He comes into the doorway of Hutter when he closes the door and he's hiding in the bed. Uh, there's that scene. And then there's the shadow scene where it's showing him creeping to the door, I want to say to um, to Ellen yes. at the end there. Yeah. Those are the two very iconic scenes that I think if you watched, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, they are, you know, of course, just, yeah, they're, they're important to film. And that scene where he turns on the light switch. I was <laughs> I was thinking about talking about that. No, it's for uh, two guys. <laughs> he is actually in my favorite episode of spongebob which was the night shift and the fucking light switch <laughs> love stuff. the hash slinging <laughs> <laughs> can you stream uh, that anywhere it's probably on paramount plus now dude. Oh, like there you go. all nickelodeon stuff is on there ah, now yeah i might just get a free trial to watch that soon i think they're making they made like two other shows it's like a patrick show now it's like oh, a, i don't gosh, fucking understand it no. and then there's a uh a, 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 a basically like spongebob like muppets jr but with spongebob Wow. Okay. They're like it's called like That's camp right. I heard about coral that. or something. Yeah, yeah. I heard something about that being made. That makes sense. Yeah. There's you know, in the Patrick one, there's just like this creepy Vincent Price type dude in it though. He's like, Oh yes, Patrick, I love being around you. And you're like, Oh no, rum, Patrick. This dude wants to do things to you. It's super fucking weird. I, I watched like half of an episode. I for I think it was just like on Nick, it wasn't even on Paramount Plus. I was just flipping through channels rarely that I never do really, and I just saw that, and I'm like, let me just see what it is. And I'm like, dude, why is Vincent Price a fish? And <laughs> why is he so close to Patrick? Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's super fucking weird. Well, and you know what? If you guys want to hear other horror stuff, you know, send us ideas for next next October, and we'll love to, you know, put them into the pile and see what we besides, come up with. That. Yeah, besides all the ideas we already have, because let's be honest. October is probably the easiest Funnest. Uh, month to come yeah. up with movies, but it's also the hardest because we have to decide Narrow which movies we're going to so do. Much. This one, we we didn't have to think about it. We just went straight to, hey, let's do the first two vampire yeah, films. Yeah, it was very natural, actually. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after this, it's going to be a lot tougher because also, it, well, 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 you'll you'll see when we get there. In one year, maybe we'll tease it earlier during like New Year's or something, but otherwise, you'll you'll find out when it's the right time. But this was also like the pick because we all knew that Bram Stoker's Dracula by Coppola um, was like super famous and super popular. And you should go back and watch that every year anyways. So like choosing some that you don't typically always 
see every year, but it's still great, like beginning Bram Stoker Dracula format. Yes, yes, indeed. All right, guys, that is it for this episode. Brandon, where can people find you? Check out Apollo City Comics on all streaming platforms on YouTube. Keep an eye on our Instagram. We have some really exciting excitement, exciting excitements, exciting announcements coming out. And yeah, right. A lot of excitement. And we're actually on our way to episode 100 on our third year anniversary at the end of this month. So stay tuned for more stuff like that and a special live episode that we're going to do after that. So check out our Instagram and keep up with all the updates. Sounds good. And of course, you're already listening on the Sutra Side Talk channel, but if you don't listen to the main show, it is Sutra Side Talk. Every week, my co-host James and I talk about uh, what we've been watching and playing. Uh, last week, we actually talked about, or actually earlier this week, we talked about Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi and uh, Loki. Next week, we'll probably talk about Venom and maybe Black Widow. We'll see what's going on with that. But uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. There's like a whole slew of things we want to we want to say, and then there's news here and there we talk about. There's also the cut of steel. Uh, we recently had an episode where uh, the other Apollo Brandon, uh, the California Brandon, and I talked about DC Comics mm-hmm. and how that's going and why there's 20 different Batman books and why it costs a million dollars just to buy Batman alone. Yeah. Uh, and of course. Very soon, I actually, dude, in a fucking week, actually, uh, is DC Fandom. Yes. And we'll be doing an episode on that, so that'll be really fun. We'll be talking everything from movies, TV shows, comics, gaming, games. It'll be it'll be a whole smorgasbord of stuff. Mm-hmm. And actually, actually, the two of us here will potentially, before we do the Fandom episode, we'll probably be doing live reactions on Instagram. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So tune in on the day of Fandom for us to be uh, reacting most likely most likely the movie trailers mm-hmm. and potentially the games. We'll see exactly how many we'll do. Yeah. But for sure it'll be uh, the two of us just uh, giving our thoughts. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it'll Kinda be like a blast. last year. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a blast. Which is an anniversary for us because that was really the first time we really interacted Ooh. a lot. And that was like our first like can we do it solo together type of thing. Yes. And we pulled it off and it for worked. a whole day. Yeah. Hell yeah. And now we have this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes and keep an eye out we have a bunch of stuff and we're wrapping up the year so you know what if you guys have suggestions for anything put them in the box now uh so we can at least consider it because we're gonna get excited but you know at least yeah make us think of something we haven't and i want to i would i would say to look next for our universal dracula episode but that is not our next episode we have three episodes this month our next episode will actually be for the new James Bond film, No Time to Die. And potentially, we might have uh, our side talk co-host, James Selig, with us as well. Because he, me and him are basically going to the movies to watch it. So he'll probably be on here to talk about it too. So the three of us can kind of jump into it. I don't think there's a book you can read for this no. one, though, that you no. can uh, reference no. for us. No, so. but we'll talk about some of that when we get to it. I'm so excited. I just saw it. I just saw it. I, oh, that's right. You see, he literally said today, I just, right? I just saw it right before we did this episode. Oh, yeah, my God. God yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll be. <laughs> we'll we'll probably have both seen it twice yeah. when we actually all do right. the episode next week. But all right, guys. All right. We will catch you next time with some 007 and then some more blood sucking and stuff. Yeah. <laughs>